Hello and welcome to Central Life Church and this is our podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message and we pray that it encourages you, inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Hi everyone. I hope you've had a great week this week. I imagine that most of you live perfect lives unlike me, untouched by crises in your lives. Nothing ever goes wrong for you. Wishful thinking on my part. You're probably thinking, what planet is she on? But in reality, most of you probably live a life similar to me. A lot of things go wrong in our lives. I live by crisis management. That is, I manage each crisis as it happens. The years 2004 to 2007, I wondered at times where God was. One daughter battled anorexia. Dad became sick with cancer, passed away a few months after diagnosis. Then just over a year, my dad had passed away. My youngest and her car met a tree at 110 kilometres. I told her that next time that she decided to hug a tree, she had to get out of the car first. Things tumbled along without any major crises until 2019 hit. My husband and I were diagnosed with pneumonia. My husband almost died. A few months later, a friend passed away with cancer. Then the youngest died when complications arose from a routine operation. Then I received news that my elderly mother in New Zealand was ill. I spent time with her and came back to Australia. In February 2020, she passed away. I was fortunate enough to be able to go back to New Zealand to say my farewells to her. I came back home and COVID hit. In times like these, you do wonder at occasions, where is God? Why is all this happening to me? In biblical times, there was a man who knew what it was like to face crisis after crisis. His name was Job. The story goes that some angels and Satan appeared before God. God bragged about how righteous Job was that Job was the most righteous person in the land. So Satan said to God, I bet if you took everything away from him, he will curse God. God gave permission, but on the condition that Job was not harmed. Things very quickly went south for poor Job. A messenger came along and informed Job he was the only survivor of an attack. All of Job's animals were stolen. While Job was talking to the first man, another arrived and informed Job that his sheep had been hit by lightning and they and the shepherds were fried to a crisp. Yet another came and said the Chaldeans raided the camels and killed the camel drivers. While hearing this news, another came and said that a tornado came and hit the house his children were in and killed them. Instead of asking God why, Job worshipped God. I'm not entirely sure I could do that at that point. 
But chapter 1 of Job finishes by saying that through all of this, Job never sinned, nor did he blame God. I am sure I would have been asking God, why? What have I done to deserve all of this? But not Job. In the next chapter, the angels plus Satan had a meeting. And Satan challenged God again about Job and got Satan to agree not to kill Job. Job immediately came out in boils and ulcers, which do pus and itched. He took a piece of broken crop cream and sat in amongst the ashes. His wife told Job to curse God, but Job said, you need to take the good days with the bad days and refused to curse God. Eventually, some of Job's friends heard of his troubles and came to see him. One would think his friends would support him in his troubles. But when they first saw Job, they tore their clothes with grief at the sight of him. He was almost unrecognisable. They sat there in silence for seven days with Job. Eventually, Job spoke. And he was having a really good self-pity party, as a lot of us would have done. His friends were not exactly encouraging in the dialogue they had with him. And I can relate to that because I've had so-called friends saying to me, there is something wrong with your faith because God has not healed you from your pain. Unfortunately, I think it's a common occurrence when things go horribly wrong. Friends have no idea what to do or what to say. Poor Job wanted to die. He figured death was better than the living hell he felt he was in. He kept saying he was innocent of wrongdoing for these misfortunes. His lovely supportive friends kept saying, Job or one of his family members must have wronged God for all of the troubles. Toward the end of the book of Job, it gets interesting. Job's friends were desperately attempting to win a theological debate. But all Job was trying to do was win God's heart. In all of this, Job's heart was still with God. Yes, he had a pity party, but he did not deny God. And to, to, to me, one of the hardest things Job had to do was pray for his friends. God had said to Job that his friends were wrong, but Job would not be healed until he prayed for them. Job obeyed God and he was healed. And all he had lost was restored to him plus more. He lived for another 140 years after this. His longevity was due to his faithfulness to God even in the midst of the storms. Sometimes I feel God allows storms in our lives for us to grow in them. Without the storms, we would not have any real cause to lean on God and look to him 
for solutions. I read something the other day that answers some of the whys this happened. It went like this. Sometimes God allows us to go through difficult times even as a result of the wicked actions of others. Yet whatever we have to endure, no matter how unfair or unjust, we can be sure that God will use it for good. When we go through the hard stuff and stay faithful to God, it speaks volumes to others in our world. Our hard times help us to be more understanding of others. I feel without the hard times in our lives, we would not depend on God in the same manner as we tend to, nor would we grow our faith. Here are a few treasures I found as a result of my grief throughout the years. Growth opportunity like no other and the things I learn are not for sale. It reminds me that the most important things in life are God, my family and growth opportunities. I am determined to run to Jesus step by step. Even though I'm grieving, the clock is still ticking and that's why I keep living purposefully focus my time and energy on the things that matter and we should not waste time or opportunities. Finally, in times of distress, as long as we turn to God, we grow spiritually. And now let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord, for the times that we do go through even though we may not appreciate it at the time or even see your hand in our difficulties. But, Father, we do know that you use all these difficulties for good and it's only in the times like this that we grow. Father, I pray that each and every one of us will turn straight to you in times of trouble. Amen. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to those who give generously to help us continue this ministry. To support us, visit us on the web at www.centrallife.com.au or at the PayPal link in the description. To find out more about us, follow us on Facebook and you can also find us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.